the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. Lovely day, lovely day, lovely day, lovely day. About 60 degrees right now. I tell you what, I'm looking out the cracks between the uh, Venetian blinds here because the sun is so bright we can't, uh, we have to pull the blinds. But it's supposed to be like 75 tomorrow, Lola. What a great weekend it's going to be, man. Looking forward to it. Good, good, good. Hey, Dan O'Neill's coming on here. If anybody knows the St. Louis Blues, it's Dan O'Neill, and he knows that family of blues players real, real well. I'm going to talk to him in just a moment here, but I'm looking at the various things that uh, we get here. One of those, you know, on this date type of thing. 1942, it's World War II. The Nazis begin sending Jewish folk, send the Jews to the Auschwitz death camp in Poland. Why, Smash? Why would you bring up something that morbid? Number one, we should never forget. Just like the Twin Towers, we should never forget. And when I read that, I thought to myself, man... My mom has a plaque up in the Holocaust Museum because my mom, her family, and she and her brothers and sisters helped save Jews from the Nazis in World War II. And so they gave her the Righteous Gentile Award a few years back. And so mom's got that up there. And so it was kind of like a a family thing that was just a cool thing to have. So mom, I love you. And if it wasn't for that situation, one of the uh, families that they helped save was the family of my dad and that guy and the woman who wound up being my mom, those two people fathered me, fell in love, they got married and everything, then fathered me. Let's make sure they did that in the right order. And uh, that's how uh, we wound up uh, coming to America in 1951. So bravo, mom, proud of you. Let's talk some blues. Come on. Milton on my show, along with Oliver Sane and Ike Turner. You want to talk about some stories. That was something. That was something. Wow. I wish I was like my buddy J.C. Corcoran. He is like a Dewey Decimal System of all the stuff he ever did. He knows where everything is. I got all that stuff. 
I just ain't got time to go through the bins and bins of it, man. But that'd be a cool interview to replay. Okay. Okay, Commander, I'll find it. I know what the Commander wants me to do. I'll, I'll, I'll find that. Hey, Dan O'Neill, how you doing, partner? I'm good, buddy. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. I appreciate you coming on the uh, airwaves right here. I'm just looking because you got the uh, book out, When the Blues Go Marching In, an illustrated timeline of the St. Louis Blues hockey team. And I'm looking at Amazon right here. I'm serious, man. One left in stock? That's fantastic, man. <laughs> Those things well, are we only printed five. So. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> okay. So there's one left at Amazon if anybody wants to jump on it right there. And, of course, if you yeah. do go if you do go to, like, a Barnes & Noble and pick it up, please pay for it on the way out. So, Dan, let me ask you this before we get into Bobby Plague or anything. Let me uh, – how – how are the blues faring as far as a new theme song for the season is concerned? For a while there was, of course, uh, what, Gloria or whatever it was, and then it was uh, Eddie Murphy singing uh, uh, whatever his Eddie Murphy song was, and that kind of blew, and everybody was yeah. pissed about it. And then the season came on with the COVID and everything. Is there a new song we should be looking forward to and or listening for this year? You know, I, I really don't know, Smash. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, Days and Confused would be a good song right now for them. I that think. would. Um, that would. They're kind of struggling a little bit. Yeah. And, um, really, have been kind of a mediocre team uh, for yeah. the most part this year. Yeah. They, they've been able to beat bad teams, uh, sort of compete with other yeah. teams that are mediocre and lose to good teams. So, yeah. I don't know. But, you know, there's there's still 20 games are still left. So right uh, things can change. Yeah, things can change, especially under this uh, situation here. Do you see that uh, a season is going to happen next season better than this season? I ain't talking about the, the scoring and all that and, and the wins versus yeah. the losses. I'm talking about in this COVID type of atmosphere. Are we going to see a growth in the actuality of getting back to real hockey play in real stadiums and that kind of stuff for everybody? Oh, I think so. Got yeah. to. I mean, I... I would think, uh, you know, I think they're going to be able to increase the number of fans uh, they can have this year yeah. before it's all said and done. Nice. And I think by, uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, next September, October, I, I certainly would hope. I mean, I, you know, it sure seems to me that things uh, could be pretty much uh, yeah. back to normal, not that they're ever going to return to completely to the way they were. But I would think in terms of gatherings and things like that, right. I would I would certainly hope yeah. that that would be the case because, yeah. you know, the pandemic certainly has impacted, of course, everything we do and, and see. And, uh, it certainly has impacted sports and, uh, you know, uh, at all levels and, and uh, in different ways, so it would it would be nice to uh, get through this season, uh, get through the summer, and hopefully by next fall, uh, you know everything's back to uh, somewhat of normal, and you can go through the regular routine. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of the things I thought was fantastic, personal opinion, of course, wasn't it Patrick Maroon who went to uh, Tampa Bay? Yeah. Okay, so and won a cup there. Yeah, yeah. The the Blues let him go, and it's like everybody's pissed, and the Blues let yeah. him go, and then. They won a cup in the uh, next season, and he's one of the uh, cup winners that gets to come back with back-to-back Stanley Cups. I just thought it was kind of like an in-your-face type of thing to the Blues because everybody yeah, it, was mad when you know, they go you ahead. Know, certainly brother. for him it was. Yeah. Uh, of course, Tampa Bay has a, you know, uh, he was basically going to a, an all-star kind of team. They got yeah. a terrific team. So Pat Maroon was uh, certainly uh, helped them, I'm sure, but – but. Uh, there were a few other players that probably played a bigger role mm-hmm. in them winning the cup. But, yeah, yeah you know, you're right. I, I mean, 
And I think the Blues miss, if they don't miss Pat Maroon, they miss uh, some of the elements uh, sure. that Pat Maroon brought to the table in, right. in terms of toughness and, uh, and camaraderie and, and things like that in the clubhouse. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm happy for Pat. He, he's kind of a neighbor. You know, I live in South County and oh, yeah? he grew up here. And actually, my son played hockey with him. So, uh, really? I know his I know his family, so yeah. that was great for him. Yeah, absolutely. Dan O'Neill, he's got himself a fantastic book. You might want to get the last one available on Amazon right Amazon right now. You might even give another, uh, some more stock in right there. But when the blues go marching in is the title of the book, an illustrated timeline of St. Louis blues hockey. And if you're a blues fan, aficionado, historian, or whatever your case may be, this has got to be one of the books you have. Just telling you, that's what you need to do. Get to Amazon or, like I said, Barnes & Noble. If you pick one up, please pay for it on the way out. Man, how tragic was the news on Bobby Plager, man. When I heard that, I was was Uh, crying inside, man. You knew Bobby. I mean, I I did a lot of gigs with him and everything, and that was uh, all fine and wonderful. He was on uh, various radio shows that I've done here in the – St. Louis area, man, but you knew him a little closer than I did, man. How tragic was that? Well, it was tough. Um, yeah. It was. It still is a shock. It's still kind of hard for me to imagine even going down to uh, to a game and not seeing yeah. him because, uh, right, 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 you know, I covered the team for thirty some years uh, on and off. Yep. Uh, I, I actually worked down there in the Arena Club uh, the, during the first couple three years mm-hmm. of the. Uh, when, when the franchise came here in the late sixties. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was around him a lot. And, and then I did the book and of course, Bobby's a big part of the book. It's the history of the blues. So, you know, you, you can't do a history of the blues yeah. without Bobby being a, right. a pretty important figure in it. So got to know him really. I've, I've known him for a long time, knew him very well. Uh, we were friends and I did uh, quite a few book events with him. Uh, you know, he was just, uh, and, and you know, smash around him. He's just one of the, he was just a really special person. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, you can sort of draw some parallels uh, to Stan Musial in this way. I mean, in one way, right. right away is like, that's right. You know, Stan Musial's autograph isn't really worth anything on the market because everybody's got it. And that's, uh, the, that's the way, same thing with Bobby. And, you know, uh, Bobby was, uh, you know, he was like your favorite uncle. He was like yeah, your uncle who right. never grew up and would play with you when you were a kid, like he was a kid. And, yeah, he uh, was. Yeah, he was. You know, just a great, a great storyteller. Yeah. Um, uh, treated everybody the same, whether you were a, a former player mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, an uh, elevator operator or whatever. I mean, when, when you went to a party or an event where Bobby was, you would think in terms of, boy, Bobby Plager is going to be, I'm really going to make an effort to try to meet him. Yeah. What you didn't realize is he was going to make an effort to meet you and talk to you and take a, take a picture with you. Yeah. So he was, he was really, it's it's a huge loss for the blues and uh, really for the, for the whole community. Did you hear what that wreck was all about? Because all I heard was that there was a wreck. Did they have any news beyond that here in the days afterwards? Has anybody found out uh, maybe the reason for it? I don't know, Matt, you know, to be honest with you, I I haven't uh, been running around today and uh, yeah. I have not checked. Um, I so I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't really say. I mean, sure. I, I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if um, you know there was something involved there. Yeah. Uh, more than just, uh, or that actually created the uh, the accident or the mm-hmm. crash. So, um, 
I, I really don't know any more details, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I haven't read because I've been uh, doing stuff, helping a friend move uh, these last few days, too, so I haven't really paid attention. Uh, you got it? Lolo's got, got it, it yeah. here. Friday morning, the St. Louis Medical Examiner's off, uh, officer said uh, they were still awaiting additional tests, but that Bobby Plager's cause of death is believed to be a cardiac arrest. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I... You know, that's what I was going to uh, say, uh, but I, you know, without it being confirmed, I sure. didn't want to uh, yeah. speculate on that. But it exactly. doesn't surprise me. Because, I, I mean, anybody who's listening, if they, if you saw pictures from the crash and stuff, yeah. uh, the cars involved, uh, you know, it just didn't look like uh, uh, serious enough um, mm-hmm. damage to the cars to mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. to have killed someone. Yeah. So, um, you know, that that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I see. Do they have any? Um I don't know what you would call them, funeral arrangements, celebration of life arrangements for, for him set up. Do you know of any? Not yet. Yeah. No, not uh, yet. Um, I, I don't, you know, I haven't heard anything. Yeah. I mean, God, the, the number of people that Bobby touched and, uh, you know, it's a shocker. It's it's really, uh, it's a tough one for, for a, a whole lot of people and a whole lot of former players and current players and, I mean, uh, you know, they all knew Bobby. They they all uh, you listened to his jokes yeah. and spent time with him. And you know, like I said, he t- he touched a lot of people. Yeah. So I- I'm still I'm I'm I, I haven't heard anything, and I'm I'm sure they're still kind of sorting all that out. Yeah. You know uh, his restaurant? Wasn't they called Bobby's Place? Yeah, he still has a restaurant actually, yeah. in uh, off of one forty four. I'm sorry, one forty one. There, uh, I think it's Valley Park. Valley Park. He had two of them. Uh, there was one on Hampton. Oh yeah, uh, and the one on in Valley Park. I think they closed the one on Hampton. Mm-hmm. But you know, going way way back, he and his brother Bark had a had a restaurant. Yes, um, down by uh, the Chase Park Plaza, and um, that's going way back. That's that's like only you and I would remember that. I don't <laughs> think anybody else. You know what he did to me one time, man? Because uh, we were broadcasting live from Bobby's place. Uh, I can't remember if it was Clue or Casey or whatever the uh, station was. We're broadcasting mm-hmm. live from over there, and I don't know whether they had this on the menu or he was joking on me or whatever, but he said, Smash, we got a new <laughs> dish. Uh, we want you to try it. I said, all right, sure, why not? I was eating all kinds of stuff back then. I didn't care anyhow. So, uh, And so he comes back, and, and, and I'm looking at it, and it kind of looks like something you wouldn't eat. And I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it, and he said, give it a little taste, man. Give it a little taste. So I give it a little taste, just a little tip end of it. And it's kind of like, oh, I couldn't, he was like, I was just mushing it and mushing it and mushing it. I said, Bobby, what is this? He said, squid. And I said, you don't have squid here at Bobby's place. Yeah. Well, we're trying out something new for the menu. Just wondering what it's going to be. He started laughing so hard because yeah. I said, squid emits ink and stuff in the water and all that, man. I, I'm not going to yeah. eat something that's an, that's an emitter of juices yeah. and things. You know what I'm saying? And so, oh, I'm telling you, it was, uh, he was always joking on something, man. I, I always loved having Bobby Plager on a radio show. And like I said, doing it live from over there. And I've seen uh, many, many bands over there. We uh, had too big a band yeah. at a 13 piece band with smash band in those days. We couldn't fit on the stage. So we never got to play at Bobby's place, but, uh, that <laughs> yeah. was, that was a great place for bands to uh, break through and play and everything. But I just wanted to go through that uh, with you also, man, because he is, you know, there are, ult- like you're talking about Stan and Man, there are ultimate 
St. Louisans as they go down in history. And he would be an ultimate St. Louisan, wouldn't you think? Yeah, well, you know, I started to make that comparison. And, and uh, the thing is, is, you know, Stan Musial, now you can't compare them. And I'm, I'm not trying to compare them in terms of star power or whatever, yeah, right. because right. Uh, a, a baseball player like Stan the Man uh, is always going to be a bigger bigger deal than uh you know, a great hockey player or a well-known mm-hmm. hockey player. That's just the way it is. Certainly, that's the way it is in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But, you know, both, you know, Stan came here, played his whole career here, and then stayed here, you know, lived yep. here, became a right. part of the community. Yep. You know, was, was you would see him and making appearances all the time mm-hmm. and at, at sports dinners and things like that. Bobby came here, you know, he's from Kirkland Lake, Ontario. He was with the New York Rangers. Uh, the Blues made a deal with the Rangers in the, in the original expansion draft, uh, and, and they made an arrangement where they agreed to draft Rod Sealing and then trade him back to the Rangers for Bobby and a couple of other players. Yeah. And so he's an original Blue, and uh, you know he came here, he played 11, 11 years here, and then he was in the organization uh, for you know. Until now, yeah, right. Fifty-three years. That's right. That's and right. then, and then he he lived here, lived in the community, and you'd see him at, at appearances and dinners and things. So in that way, yeah. you know, they were very much the same. And then, of course, Musial uh, couldn't have been a uh, more genuine, uh, mm-hmm. you know, nice guy. And right. Bobby was the same way. Bobby was a lot more mischievous, I think, than Musial. That but, he was. But, uh, yep. Same same kind of way. You know, I'll give you. Yeah, I'll give you a great one of Bob, favorite, Bobby's favorite stories. All right. You know, during the first year of the Blues, uh, they had a rookie uh, defenseman named Ray Fortan, and and they were all out of practice one day, and Fortan snuck into the the clubhouse. And he cut the uh, the toes out of some socks of several guys' socks. <laughs> right. And on. he went back out, and and I don't know, but Bobby got wind of it somehow. Yeah. And he snuck off, went in the clubhouse. He went through Ray Fortan's stuff, found his false teeth. <laughs> he took him. He he went back to That's the hotel, fantastic. put him in an envelope, yeah. and mailed him back to St. Louis. <laughs> So for the rest of this road trip they were on, Ray Fortan didn't have yeah, no his teeth. false teeth. That's yeah, pretty good. So they'd go out to restaurants and, and they'd order steak and stuff, and, and he'd have to get teeth. soup or something because he didn't great. have his teeth the whole time. That's, yeah, but, that's a flagrant story. Yeah, he would do. They, they, yep. That was in a time you know uh, where they did stuff like that. And yep. Bobby was always the ringleader. And, uh, you know, those guys set the tone. They, they set the standard for what this franchise mm-hmm would become. I mean, uh, they were really, you know, they were the forerunner of the Broad Street Bullies in Philadelphia yep, with uh, Bobby right. and Barkley Plager and yep. Noel Picard. And, oh, you know, right. uh, they just, they, they set a standard that became the standard for the Blues. And, and like I said, he's been, been here for 53 years to represent it. One last question here on Bobby Plager. And would you say as far as historic great figures, great St. Louisans are concerned, that Bobby Plager is somewhere between Stan the Man and Uncle Leonard? <laughs> well, I'd throw Steve Mizzorani into that. <laughs> Did mix, you? But, I would uh, throw him in, too. That's a good point. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to be on here. I appreciate it very much. When the Blues... Uh, my pleasure, Smash. Always good to talk to you, man. All right. When the Blues go marching in, check it out at Amazon. You got a website we might throw people to? Uh, the website's just called When the Blues Go Marching In. Okay. Um, dot com. Right on. And listen, if there's only one book 
left at Amazon. I hope they're bumping the price of that thing up, way up. <laughs> I didn't see the price, my man, but I uh, salute you, <laughs> and I thank you for being on the air. That's Dan O'Neill, everybody, Smash Daily right here. is hungry well this is the weekend to go to gulf shores man they got that outdoor dining and everything both locations creek port edwardsville it's supposed to be like 75 degrees tomorrow maybe even better on sunday can you imagine that thank you lord for that thank you lord for gulf shores and you have opportunity to eat outside only this time because the weather's nice and not because the covid's forced you out there everything's opening up thank you so now, take a look ahead of time. You go to Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill.com. Got the whole menu there. I can tell you all about the good stuff. I'm, I'm one of these guys. I just like to go over there and, and get sides. By the way, I call Michael Meredith, and he's going to meet me over at uh, Gulf Shores in early April. Nice. It's going to be good. Michael Meredith is coming up uh, here next in case you missed a great interview. But Gulf Shores is a place that will get you to New Orleans. The Big Easy, that Creole cooking, that Gulf Shores recipes and such. All right. Harry Parker, he knows all that stuff. His mom and dad passed down the recipes to him. And now he's put the two restaurants forth. 16, 17 years ago, he started the first Gulf Shores. And people flocked to it because there wasn't nothing in it, like in it in St. Louis. And now he opened up over here seven years ago over there in Edwardsville. And that's flourishing also. If you like that food, if you don't even have a familiarity to food, to that food, find out about it by going there. You're going to love it. It's delicious. Check out the menu at Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill.com. Smash, smash, digging a smash. President of the United States, Joe Biden, has made a proclamation that will put Vice President Kamala Harris into a new, highly regarded position with the U.S. government. I've asked her, uh, the VP today because she's the most qualified person to do it, to lead our efforts with uh, Mexico and the Northern Triangle and the countries uh, that uh, help us. We're going to need help in stemming the movement of uh, so many folks uh, stemming the migration to our southern border. And... President Kamala Harris 
On the water. To water. I didn't know she spoke Spanish. That's your vice president there, America. Taking care of business on the border. Making sure the migrants don't invade improperly. Smash Daily. WBGZ. Let her roll, Lolo. Let her roll. Birthdays continue. 74 years old. Elton John, 74 years old today. In just a moment, Michael Meredith's going to join us to indeed enhance our knowledge as to why we all should be paid for making those trips in the name of the COVID. This is my favorite Elton John song right now. We rock. Greatest, yet one of the most underrated Elton John songs from the album West of the Rockies. I love that song and I love this story. Michael Meredith is the young man's name. It goes, I don't know, how many miles, Michael? <laughs> uh, 282 miles round trip. 282 miles round trip. Smash with you right here. By the way, I see you live in Creve Coeur. I live over there too, man. You ever eat at uh, Gulf Shores out there in Creve Coeur? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Buddy, that is the place out there as far as eating New Orleans style. But let me get you to this, man. You know, so many people are just glad to get the, the COVID shot. Why did you say, you know what? 
I need to get reimbursed on this as opposed to what other people are thinking, man. Well, to, I, I guess to, to be honest, I'm not looking, I'm not really expecting to get reimbursed. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But I, I had sent, you know, uh, three or four messages to the governor's office, and the first time I got a polite kiss-off type of uh, response. Really, really. And then never heard another thing from yeah. my other ones. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought, well, uh, one you know, one way to uh, to get noticed is just be different. Yeah. And um, I was I was given the suggestion, uh, the idea by my wife, and I took it and ran with it. <laughs> I tell you what, man, six-hour round trip on a whole deal. And a lot of people would ask, Michael Meredith, understandable, you would uh, want to get reimbursed, but— why don't you just wait for the vaccine to hit Creve Core? Well, I'm an impatient sort. And <laughs> right on, buddy. <laughs> big, big surprise there, I know. Yes. Uh, big and surprise. I, at, at the time, now I, I, I had a, a travel commitment um, for uh, for mid-May, mm-hmm. and I uh, desperately wanted to uh, to to take to be able to fulfill that commitment, mm-hmm. but uh, and. Unfortunately, it's since been canceled. But I, so, mm-hmm. you know, if I hadn't had that, yeah, I'd probably just gripe and moan and, and wait for it. Right. Uh, but I really wanted to make sure that I uh, didn't miss out on that. Right. Well, and I'm so looking- the opportunity came up. And Canton, here we came. Yeah, $121.26, that's what you're looking for. And that's in parallel to what example as far as getting reimbursements concerned? Uh, I got the number, the the state pays 43 cents a mile uh, for for employees. And yeah, I got that from the the Office of Administration website. So if you get, let's say, 10 miles to the gallon, you're getting $4.30 to cover your gasoline, but at the same time, they're not covering the wear and tear on your car, right? Oh, Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking to myself, man. But you know what? You now have become almost like a a statue figure, meaning people are saluting you because you had the the testicular strength to go ahead and and fight the government. And in reality, in reality... The government now is fighting you because you are in the right as far as people are concerned. Am I thinking correctly? Well, when you put it that way, sure. (laughs) Although I kind of feel like the government is ignoring me, quite frankly. Well, that's the fight, man. Sometimes the best way to to defeat a man is to ignore him. And so if if they ignore you and make you do all this paperwork and all this paperwork and waste this time and waste this time, then eventually they're figuring you're just going to evaporate away. Am I thinking correctly? I'm thinking correctly. I, I won't dispute that. I yeah. think you're absolutely right. That's what I think it is. So do you think that maybe when the election comes, maybe you go to the next governor and you say, hey, listen, this guy jacked me around. I need $121.26, whatever it is. And hey, Mr. Next Governor, can you cover me? Because Mr. Parsons wouldn't cover me. Well, I won't. Let's put it this way. I won't do that if by the time a new governor is in office, yeah. uh, the state of Missouri is uh, predominantly yes. vaccinated, uh-huh. and we're back to what whatever the the new normal going forward mm-hmm. turns out to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, without you know, without masks, and exactly. uh, where we can actually shake hands with people we right, meet and, right. and and give a hug to, <laughs> right. to an occasional person. Right. Oh well. 
Some would argue, well, wait a minute, man, for that $121, you got a nice travelogue type of trip through Missouri. You got to see some great sights. You got to experience uh, the Americana that is Missouri. Is that not worth Absolutely. $121, sir? Uh, no, it, no, no, one really. can make that case. We, uh, okay. I just, you know, I drove up there uh, Tuesday to get my second shot. Yeah. And uh, on the way back, we came back. Uh, we took Highway 79 mm-hmm. down from uh, from Hannibal, mm-hmm. and Highway 79. I don't know if you're familiar with it, runs right alongside the Mississippi River. Oh, see, I didn't know. And, really, that's a good yeah, ride, man. Yeah, yeah. At times, I mean, we're you're you're just oh maybe 50 feet from the water, mm-hmm. and at other places, you're up a hill, and there's these marvelous uh, scenic view mm-hmm. little parking lots where you can stop and uh, and look out over the river and. The, and it's perfect for uh, you know right now because with the trees uh, with the leaves off the trees, you can see see through them and mm-hmm. uh, just I mean I told my wife I said you know how lucky are we that we get to live by one of the mightiest rivers in yes, the world. That's exactly right. We're right on the banks of it right here, man. In Alton, exactly. it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you are fantastic. So one last question here, and first of all, salute for me because I love it when you fight the government. Whether you win or lose, at least you put up some sort of fight. You're to be valued and uh, exalted for that in a uh, weird sort of way. Is there any part of you, as far as your history is concerned, and what is your age, by the way, sir? I'm, I'm 68. All right. So I'm 71. All right. So we are of the same generation. Were you at any time, forget about the peace, love, and hippie aspect of it, a radical of some sort? I guess I've always been a radical of some sort in one way or another. Right. Oh, and so thus we can say, hey, this is the guy who is Abby Hoffman like, Jerry Rubin like, and he came to this particular level because he wants to get his payback because just like athletes get paid, Michael Meredith deserves to get paid because he had to drive all that way to get his COVID. But yet at the same time, he did save his life by making the drive. What is the value on that life, Mr. Meredith, I ask? Oh, gee whiz. Uh, priceless. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm a heck of a guy. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> all right, partner. Listen, I appreciate you having fun with us here on Smash Daily. But I appreciate you even more for, like I said, having the just spectacular strength to put this out there like that because a lot of people wouldn't do that because in a way you are totally right man so salute to you and uh if by chance you wind up getting your money is there a possibility we could call you back and uh share your joyousness sure i'll I'll let you know if i I, i'll let you know whatever i hear but i appreciate you taking the time that's michael meredith everybody he is a man amongst men he is a modern day Robin Hood, because he stands for the people, just like the song used to go, Robin Hood, Robin Hood, and his band of men, Robin Hood, Robin Hood, coming through the glen, Robin Hood, Robin Hood, in his mighty arrow, Robin Hood, Robin Hood, he ain't no puny sparrow. I don't know if those are exact words, but (laughs) nevertheless, something like that. I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you very much. All right.
Because I am where you's at. On 1071 The Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. This is the weekend. You've been wanting to go house hunting? This is the weekend. Look at this weather. How nice it is today. It's supposed to be 75 tomorrow, Saturday. That's a house hunting day. Saturday. Sunday, the open houses and everything. You've been thinking about buying a new house. Now's the time. The mortgage rates are low like you ain't never seen. And they're going to hang low for a short while. Take advantage of it right now. That's why I urge you. If you want to do some house hunting or in the, the river bend, you go to Matt Horn. GodfreyLandmark.com. That's the website. Landmark Realty. GodfreyLandmark.com. Your house hunting can start this evening, in fact. Right there at GodfreyLandmark.com, you get in there and boom, you got all the houses that are available to you here in the River Bend, courtesy of Landmark Realty. And then tomorrow in the morning, after you looked at everything, you call and say, hey, Matt, I want to go to this house. I want to go to this house. Can you get me there? Yeah. One of the agents will come, take it. Who knows? You're buying on the same day. You got a house you want to sell. Let one of those agents over there at Landmark Realty who've been doing this for over 30 years go on and get that house sold for you. When you want to sell, you want to list with a leader. But it starts tonight, all right? House hunting starts tonight at GodfreyLandmark.com. Smash, smash, diggity smash. Smash daily on the big Z. I tell you what, this was the date in 1982 that groundbreaking ceremonies began, took place in Washington, D.C., for the Vietnam Veterans Memorial, the wall. And the wall had the names of everyone who had lost their lives in Vietnam. And I tell you what, man, I was there the night that it opened up because I was working in D.C., D.C. 101. Opened up in uh, November. And everybody was out there, man. The, the world was out there. And it was nighttime, and they had the ceremony. Now, standing at the wall, I'm looking, and you know, they uh, allowed you to rub your hand on the wall to feel the engravings of people's names and stuff like that. You know, you're just over people's names and everything. And it was just the wildest thing. It was wild. And I tell you what, everybody was crying. Everybody was crying because the wall came to signify the fact that we do appreciate the work that you veterans did for us to keep our country free. When the politicians told you to go and fight, you went and fought. For all the branches of the armed services, I'm playing one of the Green Berets. And this was one of the big songs of the era. I just want to play a little slice of it for you. But this is when they did the groundbreaking for the wall. Fighting soldiers from the sky. Fearless men who jump and die Men who mean just what they say The brave men of the Green Beret Silver wings upon their chest These are men, America's best One hundred men We'll test today, but only three win the Green Beret. Trained to live off nature's land. 
trained in combat, hand to hand. Men who fight by night and day, courage take from the green beret. Silver wings upon their chest. These are men, America's best. One hundred men will test today, but only three win the Green Beret. Back at home, a young wife waits. Her Green Beret has met his fate. He has died for those oppressed. Leaving her this last request, put silver wings on my son's chest. Make him one of America's best. He'll be a man. They'll test one day. With appreciation for the service, Smash Daily right here, Smash Lolo right over there. Get with us again on Monday because we'll tell you how you can join us at the new movie theater up there in Alton Square. It's going to be fantastic. We'll be broadcasting live from them. But right now, as is always, at this particular point in time on Friday, got to get you to the weekend. Hey, hey, Smash here. Certainly hope you had yourself a magnificent week with us. Smash Daily, Monday through Friday. 4 to 6 p.m. right here on WBGZ 107.1 FM, the Big Z. Weekend is here, baby. The weekend is here. Have yourself a good one, no matter what that one happens to be. As for me, I, until Monday, am G-O-H-N gone. So gone, I was not even here. Have a great weekend.